Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. Each week on the First Things First podcast, we invite interesting, fascinating, amazing people to sit down, and we just get to have a discussion about about God, about faith, about living in shallow water, Texas, and all the good things. So my favorite part about this podcast is that the amazing, fascinating, interesting people that we get to meet each week, they may be your neighbors. They might live next door to you. You might see them at church. You might sit next to them at church. That's the best part of it. And today is no exception. Today, uh, my good friend, Barry Stevens, is on the podcast today, and she is... she. <laughs> She she was not feeling that introduction. She was like, "What's going on?" So, uh, but I'm super excited to sit down with Barry and have a conversation with her. Barry uh, Barry and I went on a mission trip to Belize together, and uh, and we had a wonderful time uh, serving together in Belize and got to know each other uh, well there. She's been a member of our church for for quite a while. So, how long have you guys been coming to First Shallow Library? Oh man, I sh- I should have got all these answers done. Um, <laughs> We've been coming to church since probably Rayleigh was um, a baby, uh, so uh-huh. about 14 years. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rayleigh, man, that is one awesome. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, we, she, we will keep her. Yeah, she went to Belize with us too, and she was. She amazing. did. It was good she to did. have her there. So She's a good girl. So, okay, tell about your family a little bit. Tell tell everybody. Introduce yourself. What do people need to know about Barry? Okay, well, I'm Barry Stevenson, and I'm married to Scott Stevenson. Yeah. And we have three girls, yep. uh, Taylor, she's a junior in high school here at Shallow Water, yeah. and then Rayleigh, she's an eighth grader, and then Caitlin is a fifth grader. So I've got one in high school and two in middle school. Man, that's a lot of uh, teenage girl, or preteen girl. It's a least. lot of girls, yeah. but I don't think, I mean, honestly, I have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for a little boy, but... Um, those girls are something really special, and I wouldn't give any of them up. Yeah. Uh, they're great, so... Yeah, I was, uh, I, I don't know if I've told you this before, but my mom had five boys because she kept trying to have a little mm-hmm. a little girl. So uh, so I would just caution you not to. <laughs> Listen, I have gone through the back and forth. Oh, yeah. I could not have another child. If I got pregnant, I would cry and cry yeah, and cry. Right, right. And then I go through phases where I'm like, I just have to have a boy and yeah. I just don't care. <laughs> I just have to have one. And uh, I'm definitely back and forth. And Scott's definitely on the uh, we're done side. Yeah, so Because yes. it's definitely going to be a girl. So absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah, and, and then when I would, when you know, whenever Amy and I got pregnant, of course, you know, first grandchild, we were the first, uh, you know, it was Carson, a girl. I've never even been around little girls in my life. I was mm-hmm. terrified, had no idea what to do, you know, with a little girl. And it is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So I love being a girl dad, and, and it's awesome. So I'm right there with you. The girl, girls I are mean, good. yeah. People think that boys are the best, but girls really are the way to go. They are pretty great. They're going to stick with you yep. in your old age. And, <laughs> That's true. And I get to be there when they're, um, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to be the mother-in-law. It and is. so maybe yeah. I wasn't meant to be a mother-in-law. <laughs> the Lord, the, the Lord's like, like, oh, Barry, no, you can't do that. But I you can Barry, be the mom. Yeah, <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, uh, okay. So, uh, 
So to, what do you what do you do? It's flooring, right? Is it right? So I work for a manufacturer that's uh-huh. a national manufacturer, and they sell flooring to flooring stores. So right. I sell flooring and specifically tile and natural yeah. stone to um, flooring stores in West Texas and Eastern New Mexico. Okay. Right. So I do a little bit of traveling. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, that's a uh, we talked about. I remember talking about that when we were in Belize. You were talking about that whole process. So that's mm-hmm. very cool. Very cool. Well, Barry, here's what we do on this podcast every time. What we want to just hear is we want to hear about your faith story, right? So uh, talk about how you came to faith in Christ. Like, uh, how did that go? You know, how did you come to the conclusion that that's something that you needed in your life? Were there people that were, you know, instrumental in that process? Just tell the story. So I was raised, um, you know, yeah, in a, a Christian home. And so, I mean... From day one, I've always, so I don't have any memory of not being in the faith. And yeah. uh, I was probably eight or nine when I um, accepted Jesus in my heart. And I vividly remember it. Right. Um, I remember just pacing back and forth um, at our house, just outside, just calling upon the Lord to come into my heart and to yeah. be with me and help me to you know, live life in a way that would honor him. I mean, not in eloquent words like that when right. I was eight, but, yeah. um, but I just, I remember it. And I remember being so emotionally attached to calling upon the Lord yeah. and it being very uh, spiritually driven and not necessarily something that, oh, I see other people doing this. And so I want to do it having, like, it was really in my heart. Right. Um, so, um, I've never been rebaptized because I've never felt the desire that right. that wasn't a legitimate. Yes. So I, I never have felt that I was too young um, and that I could not have possibly really understood. Right. I really feel like I really knew what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so I came to the Lord uh, young and we had a pretty um, maybe holy roller type uh, church that we went to yeah. uh, when I was younger. It was just non-denominational and... Um, Anyway, so it was pretty spiritual, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just feel like I really got some incredible roots um, yeah. when I was younger as to having a spiritual relationship with the Lord, uh-huh. um, so much so that like I can remember going to church camps and stuff and just having a fire for the Lord, and then like being in elementary and going to PE class, or maybe it was recess because we didn't have to do something specific. And having a group of kids that would take our Bibles, and this is just public schooling, right. and we would just take our Bibles with us to recess, and we would do like a little Bible study or something. That's and so cool. and that was a little bit more of us trying to um, do something that we've seen adults do. But right. um, but yeah, so we were we were studying the Bible when we were young, and, and I mean, obviously, it wasn't every day, but I do remember doing that as a child, like yeah. really young, yeah. um, just discovering what the Word was. And, um, even that, that even took me into high school. I, um, I had several girls and most of them were older than me, uh, that we would get together, whether we were cheering together or on a basketball team, cause we were at a small school. So everybody did everything with everyone. Right. And, uh, there were just a few of us girls that got together and we, um, <coughs> sorry, we would have a Bible study. We would all meet over at somebody's house and somebody bring cookies and somebody bring some drinks. And then we would just Mm -hmm. dig into the word and somebody might make bookmarks and somebody might do little things and like give them as gifts to one another. And uh, that's, we did that in high school and it was, it was a really neat experience. And one of the reasons I feel like it was such a really neat experience was because yes, I was fully, um, 
believing in God and highly spiritual, I guess, as a young age. But also, uh, by the time I was in junior high, the church that we had been going to kind of started to dissipate. Um, I guess there were some, you know, you know how churches go. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. were some things that had happened, and I was too really young to understand what had gone down. But, um, you know, it just kind of dissipated. And um, I just, that was really my church home. Like, I don't want to get all emotional. Um, and so we never really found a church home after that. Right. Um, we spent a lot of time church shopping and going different places and not going to church. And even having that, you know, love of the Lord, but no church home. And so um, I spent a lot of my high school years and my college years um, without a church home. Wow. Um, and, I mean, I still pursued the Lord and I still did things, but they were all on my own. And I do believe 100% that there needs to be a church family. Um, people not only to hold you accountable, to lift you up when you're down. You know, if, if you're trying to live your church life um, behind a screen watching it on TV, which is fine if you're in that state. There was times um, like during COVID especially, and then even before that where as a family, we just were not getting the boost that we needed to get up and go to church. And we yeah. were just watching it online. Um, but there is something about being there and worshiping um, with your fellow believers. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, I mean, we finally have found that, right. um, and it was kind of here at Shallowater, and even at Shallowater, unfortunately, and I don't know all that went down before, uh -huh. but even when like Mitch had left, that was right. pretty devastating yeah. to us as a family. We don't know why he left, and we thought that when he was coming back, um, well, because I guess he left to take a, a job uh -huh. with the yeah, state, mm -hmm. and then... Um, we thought he was coming back and they were going to have a meeting about it. And we didn't go to the meeting. We were like, he's a shoe in It's not a big deal. We're not going to go to the meeting. Yeah. And the next thing we know, was, you know, he's kind of been rejected. And, yeah. um, and we've heard that people have said bad things about him. And we were just kind of brokenhearted and um, kind of felt, I don't know, we just felt really um, confused. Yeah. And we didn't really know what to do at that point. And so I think we took a big step back. Um, and maybe even did a little bit of church shopping. and yeah. uh, But we continued to come to the church here. Um, it was rough, though. It yeah. was rough, rough, rough. And so um, now we just feel so blessed to have you and Jeremy. And I mean, yeah. it's not necessarily like it's you as a person. I, um, I just feel like, you know, the Lord is working through you. And I feel like you are, you know, listening and uh, letting the Lord work through you. And that's, you know, it's something that's very important to me mm. um, to have somebody who's really giving us the word mm. and not necessarily just here is a section in the Bible and then talk about yeah, who, who knows how who that applies to the world today. Yeah. Um, but I really feel like, you know, here at Shallow Water, we're getting some good um information we're getting you know the meat essentially right. of the word and and i um i like to refer to you know the christians that drink the milk and there's nothing wrong with christians that are drinking the milk yeah. um but eventually but eventually let's start get getting some solid yeah. foods in there <laughs> and so um so it's been really great so a couple of things that you said that i want to that i just kind of want to circle back to because so when you i think it's awesome when you talk about how important you know, church family is and being connected to the body. You're you're actually talking about it from the perspective of a person who didn't have that 
mm-hmm. for some really formative years. Mm-hmm. And like looking back, you know, man, gosh, I, I, I know how much I need that because I, I kind of had to walk mm-hmm. through a season of my life without it, you know, which is, you know, that's, uh, that's good. But a lot of our folks, you know, uh, a lot of folks are like, you know, this is what they've kind of been doing. And they haven't really, they haven't really experienced a significant time without that mm-hmm. connection. And so it's good to hear from somebody who's kind of been through that season. Be like, no, I know how important this is. You know, right. I didn't have it for a while. Well, and beyond that, you know, adults can make their own choices as to whether or not right. um, this church works for me and I feel comfortable here and right, all those right. things. But so much more significantly is the effect it has on your children. Okay, so um, it's just so, so, so important to have your children locked in and them going, you know, to church and getting fed. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, unfortunately, we might be in a culture where children are not necessarily being fed Monday through Saturday of the Lord. And so if that's not happening and the only time they're getting it is on Sunday, we've got to get them in there. Um, We learn so much as children and absorb so much, and we have so much more of an open heart and open mind yeah. uh, to the spirit, you know, um, having a faith like a child. There, there's something to being a child and knowing about God and Jesus. Right. And um, well, that's when most people make a decision, a faith decision. It's when they're right. when they're young. Before, you know, I, I don't even know the number. It's like ninety percent of people who you know commit their life to Christ do before they're eighteen. You know, so I mean, it's it's really, and I love what you said too because you said. That when you were a kid, you remember taking your Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And and y'all having a Bible study at recess. Mm-hmm. But the way you said it, you said, you know, it was just kind of us doing what we had seen adults do. Mm-hmm. And I just want to stop and be like, praise God for those adults in your life who were modeling that for you, right? Because mm-hmm. even though you didn't understand everything about what you were doing, you know, it, it, what you had seen were these great, you know, uh, examples of, of this is what it looks like to mm-hmm. live to live your faith out and, and to search after God. That's awesome. Yes. No, yeah, I definitely have um, led a blessed life and have had a family that's super supportive and um, believes. And so um, yeah. I really haven't had any discouragement as far as family is concerned. Do you remember do you remember when you were eight? What it like? What was it that made you realize that making that decision or committing your life to Christ, that that was something that you needed to do? Like, how did you kind of come to the realization that I need to do this? I mean, I don't think it was like a, oh man, I still bubble gum at that store and right. that was wrong. <laughs> and so I need the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really feel like it was, you know, just me being ready spiritually uh-huh. and God calling on me and me just, and you know, I didn't, it's kind of like, I feel like, um, you know, in the Bible where it says, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, right? right? He had no choice. That's he right. was not going to let them people go, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and I'm not saying that God pushed this on me by any means. Right. I was definitely open to it, but I feel like he was just, he just had me so fired up. Right. Um, and he was just so much in my heart of, you know, I was just, I was just calling out. Yeah. Lord, I need you, Lord. So you know, for just, you, it was m- less of a, um, what's an, uh, I've been going the wrong direction. I need to go the right direction. And it was more of, I just want to be closer to Jesus. You know, what does mm-hmm. that look like? You know, that's kind of what it felt like for you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. The other thing I was going to say too is that you know, you went through this extended period where you didn't have like uh, 
like, you know, church family. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to me because you described all these different ways that God was putting people, though, in your life, like your girls on your basketball team. People who were still like accountability for you and who were loving you and who were, you know. Well, the majority of the girls were uh, seniors and juniors in high school. And I was like an eighth grader. Right. And so they just scooped me up into their little group and let me be a part of that um, to the point where they would be driving right to each other's houses and somebody would have to pick me up and take me. Um, but I was always running around with older kids right. um, just because my, my siblings were older yeah. and it's a small school. Like yeah. I don't think um, there were many kids my age in town. So I just kind of yeah. hung out with my brother's friends and he was about four years older than I was. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so how many, how many brothers and sisters do you have? You didn't I don't think that. you want the answer to that question. <laughs> It's a big. You have How a big much family, time though. do we like, have? You, you do. You have a big family. And yes. A lot of, but you're the youngest sibling. Is no, that I'm. Um, I'm in the middle. I'm okay. in the middle of the middle. There's eight of us. Okay. That's and awesome. I'm fourth from the bottom. Okay. All right. So, so you're right. You yes. are dead in the middle. That's good. All right. That's yeah. good. Okay. So so you you made a commitment to Christ um, as a child, right? Mm-hmm. And then kind of. Uh, got into college and kind of, I mean, into high school and kind of, you know, explored what does it look like to continue to pursue, you know, Christ in my life, you know. So what are some, what are some times though in your life after you surrendered your heart and your life to Christ where you felt like God was really teaching you, that you were really growing, you know, that your faith was really being stretched? Well, um, I would think that uh, one of the times that God was really calling on me um, was when, I guess it was about 11 or 12 years ago. And, you know, I had mentioned that we would do Bible studies and that we, um, like from young child Bible studies all the time. And, um, I just felt like the Lord was like, Hey, you know what? You're a Christian and you're 20 something years old. How many times have you read through the entire Bible? And I was like, uh, I haven't. Right. Right. And I would, there was many times that I tried, um, and I would be like, okay, I'm going to start with Matthew. And then I'd get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'd be like, okay, hold on. That's like the same story over and over again. Um, (laughs) and then like, I would fall off the bandwagon and then a little later on I would, okay, I'm going to do this. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, you know, so I just kind of kept on repetitively reading the same chapters over and over again. Yeah. Um, but I really felt him calling on me when I, uh, it was when I was pregnant. Um, you know, some things were happening in my life as far as spiritually feeling, um, just, you know, questions about, uh, spiritual questions. Not that I wasn't believing, just lots of spiritual questions that maybe things that were being said in the Bible and how they don't make sense in current culture. Um, and just things like that. And so I was really questioning it and the Lord was really putting on my heart to read through the whole Bible. And so, um, I, I had already had several failures and, um, I'd actually, um, I had just had a miscarriage and it was, you know, pretty devastating. And I don't know if this, what led me to, um, really getting into there, um, deep, but, um, I had had a miscarriage and we were struggling to get pregnant again. And then I had another miscarriage and I was just battling, um, emotionally. It was just really, really rough. Um, to anybody who's ever dealt with trying to be pregnant, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a really, really rough uh, process and it's, uh, it just takes everything out of you. And so, um, one of the things that I've always tried to keep it, um, 
at the forefront of my mind is if you're battling something small, you know, go to the Lord in it, like super small, like, oh, this coffee burned my hand. Lord, will you be with my hand? Because that hurts really bad. Um, and, And the reason being is when you have you know, almost muscle memoried, yep. um, having yourself call upon the Lord when something bad's going on, that in those extreme moments, when you're just beside yourself in pain or grief or whatever, you are going to naturally go to the Lord because that is something that you have you know, almost trained yourself right. to do. And it's really hard to do things that you normally do when you're under so much stress. Yeah. And so um, if you're under so much stress like that and you're not normally calling on the Lord for any kind of thing in your life, then you might find, find yourself, um, you know, in, in giant despair and or waiting longer than you would have. You're like yes. an aha moment. Oh, yeah, I, this whole time I uh, have yeah. not called upon the Lord. <laughs> um, and so just kind of having that, you know, seeking him in the small things yeah. so that it's easier to seek him in the big things. Yeah. And so um, I really buckled down and um, I, I did a, uh, the Bible plan in a year and I did it in a uh, chronological order. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't, I don't remember the specific one yeah. and I just did it through my app and, uh, and I buckled down and got it done. And I, I think, you know, that's one of the things that he was stretching me to do was to really get that knowledge in there because um, who am I if I don't know him, right? And one of my ways of worship is uh, to know him more. And yeah. so um, leaning into knowing the Lord and, and who is he. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you'll sing and hear uh, that Jesus, all I know is I don't want on the day of reckoning for him to come and say, I don't know who you are, right? right? And so I'm like, I'm going to know my Lord, not only um, through his word, because obviously you can be very, very spiritual and very saved and, uh, and not know really much about the Bible, but I was, it was, he was calling on me to, to know the whole Bible. And so um, I did read it all the way through. And then uh, about a year or so ago, I read it through a second time. And that time I read it um, where they did a little bit of the old Testament and a little bit of the new Testament and a little bit of the Psalms, um, in one day. And it's, uh, and you know, it's not bad. It's like 20 minutes maybe. Um, and I usually do the audio, so I'm not technically reading, I'm listening, but, um, (laughs) but I'm in my car so much and listen, I don't like to do house chores. Um, I'd much rather be doing, um, outside chores. I'd rather do mowing the lawn or, feeding the cows or something. Uh Um, I don't, uh, like in the housework. So, um, I can put my headphones on and listen and, and do the dishes. And I don't even know I'm doing the dishes, right? Cause I'm listening. Cause you're doing something else. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I would encourage anybody, if you do like to listen to things that, um, listening to the Bible would be a great option, um, to get that under your belt. Well, and you know, we all have moments where like, you know, What's the right way to say this? Like, it, we'll talk about how we don't have time to do things, but but the reality is, and I think you kind of just pointed this out, but it's really kind of what you make time to do because mm-hmm. you do have you do have time sometimes when you're driving someplace, or right. you have time when you're, you know, for me it's when I'm working out. You know, like if, if I go if I go to the to the gym and I do a workout, well, I'm gonna put a podcast on. You know, uh, yeah. where where I'm learning something, where I'm going. Well, see, I don't have so, time during workout. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not working out. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not like I do it all the time myself, but but like anytime I'm doing something, or, but for or if I'm mowing the lawn, or if I'm doing something where mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of this task where your your brain's kind of shut off and you're just kind of doing it. You know, that's a good time right. you know, for me to to be proactively trying to focus on something that's right. Grow and me. it really it just is so fast. It doesn't take much time. And the, I'm actually I'm started on my third <clears throat> my third um, full yeah. through the Bible. And, um, I'm actually doing, I guess with Anna Jackson, yeah. it's a, the Tara Lee Cobble, yes. uh, Bible in a year. I um, just talked about her with, uh, cause for our other podcast, the deep dive, we're doing Genesis one through 15. Okay. And so the, the, the guy was my guest. He was doing an introduction with me to the book of Genesis. He was talking about her podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, anyway, and I've got to check it out. Cause well, I like this one. And the reason being is it is chronological and yeah. I do like a good chronological, um, yeah. because you know, you can get super confused as to, okay, was Joseph already born right now? Right, or, right, right. Yeah. you know, and yeah. so there's a lot, especially for a new reader, uh-huh. um, to not be as confused because there's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, I like it because at the very end of the day of the, of what you've read, uh-huh. and it's usually like three chapters. It's not a lot. Yeah. Um, she has like a little YouTube video that you can click on and yeah. she kind of just goes through a really brief summary of kind of what's gone down uh-huh. and just kind of summarizes it a little bit and kind of gives you some, just a couple of, uh, insider informations from some different theologians. Like yeah. she might say, okay, well this person believed, some people believe this and some people believe this. And, right. and it just kind of opens your mind a little bit and it kind of helps you to not just, you know, it's easy. Like you said, when you're doing, um, like, your workout or mowing yeah. the yard to just kind of turn your brain off. And it's easy while you're listening and or reading the Bible That's to right. turn your brain off. And so um, it kind of helps, I believe, to not turn your brain off because uh, you're, you're reading these things and then she kind of helps. Sorry. She, <laughs> I'm using my hands and I hit the microphone. Um, she uses uh, that little video to kind of help pull it all together so you kind of understand what's going on a little bit better. Yeah, for, for those of you out there who would like to do something like this, that, that one is very good. And uh, I'll, I'm going to try to remember to put a link to that podcast in the description of this episode. You know, uh, But also, that's kind of what we try to do on the deep dive, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, we've, we've done the book of Philippians and Mark and Hebrews, and now we're doing first 15 chapters of Genesis. And that's what we do. Like, there's a podcast you know, that comes out on Monday, it just kind of gives you some background information. And yeah. A couple of what, here's what God kind of said to us as we were reading it. And then, so as you're reading it, you know, you've got some things kind of going on in the back of your mind that kind of help. So, uh, that was, that's so helpful to do things like that when you're reading through scripture, you know? Um, and I want to say this too, I'm glad you brought this up, but, um, but several years ago, I felt like the Lord was telling me to do that, right? You, you've never just read through the whole Bible. And so now every year, that's my reading plan. But, um, I'm so grateful that I did that because it mm-hmm. really, uh, and yeah, man, there's, you know, there's stretches where I'm, you know, I'm plowing through Ecclesiastes and it's not, you know, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not always, it's not always super, uh, uh, accessible and super easy on the surface, but man, it's been so enriching to, because there's this whole narrative of, of God working to redeem us from the beginning of creation until, you know, today that you get when you see the overarching Mm-hmm. you know, story of scripture. And, and so read the whole thing is a good, good thing to do. So, uh, that's good. So, so you felt like that it was that process of just reading through the Bible from start to finish that kind of kickstarted something in you. 
Yes, it definitely did. Um, and lots of stuff has come from that. And it is, I don't know, I'm I'm definitely not necessarily a conventional Baptist. I, I ne- wasn't necessarily raised Baptist. Right, yeah. Uh, my husband was. Um, and I'm non-denominational, so I feel like we're just kind of like freelancers running around yeah. doing whatever we want. <laughs> um, well, you know, Baptists were, okay, Baptists were the original non-denominationals, right? We the only we never called ourselves Baptist. Other people called us Baptist, mm. and they were making fun of us because we would go down to the water and baptize everybody, you know. So we just got together. The only reason there is Baptist is because a group of like-minded churches got together to send missionaries out. So that so you have, there are all different kinds of Baptists in the world, you know. Right. So, but anyway, keep going. So you you guys are have kind of a different faith backgrounds. Yeah. Yes, and so I tend to be very um, very spiritual. Um, but uh, one of the things that um, that I felt called, and I always have to start this with, I don't feel like everybody's called for this. Sure. And that I sure don't want anyone to take it as um, something that they would feel like, oh, well, I'm not doing that, so I'm lesser. So yeah, right. I definitely that's want to... That's not what that's, you're saying. <laughs> there's no judgment. Yeah. And actually, my husband doesn't follow exactly what I do, so it's not right. like... Um, but uh, I have, through the whole process of reading the Bible and, and, and going through those miscarriages and really reaching out to the Lord, and uh, one of the things that I have personally started doing is I have cut out... Um, pork and shellfish and stuff like that uh, from the Bible. And it has nothing to do with law. Uh, It has nothing to do with if I do this, then I'm a bad Christian and I don't love the Lord. Uh, Nothing to do with that. It's 100% um, just kind of a a way to worship Uh um, in obedience. It's a way of worshiping for me. Um, and just honoring, and it really is an act of worship. It has nothing to do with legalism. And right. so um, that process is very easily pushed as somebody who's legalism, but uh-huh. but really it's just so spiritual for me. Um, and so I don't really classify it as legalism, just like, you know, I'm not walking around murdering people um, right. because— and we don't think of that as legalism. We just think right. like that's, you know, we're honoring God. He doesn't want that from us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, one, those are some of the things. Like I, um, and like I said, it's not legalism sure. as far as it's just I really am just trying to honor um, God through an act of obedience and worship and just opening my heart to, you know, it's. Uh, one of the things that I really try to think of is how am I setting myself apart? You know, yeah. just especially in our culture, anybody walking down the street, you're not going to know. You right, know. right. Who's Christian? Who's not? Yeah. And even by actions, there's a lot of people who don't believe in God or Jesus uh-huh. and they're nice. Right. Right. Yeah. So just yeah. being kind and nice um, is not the only factor. Right. And um, you have no idea how many times, um, like if I don't, pork or something at a gathering and there's a non-Christian there and they're asking me, they start asking me questions. Right. Are you Jewish? You know? And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not Jewish. It's just an act of worship. You know? And then I have to kind of go in this weird, awkward spill, but, um, it does make them ask questions. Um, sure. and so, um, it, you know, it's something a little different and it's, you know, it just kind of, it just, it starts people to asking questions. I know several people who, uh, who have kind of been on that same journey, right? Where they, you know, they're reading the Deuteronomy. So for those of you, maybe maybe you don't 
maybe you're not aware of this, but there's this whole section in mm-hmm. Deuteronomy that where there's a lot of laws, Leviticus and Deuteronomy, there's a lot of rules and, and everything that God has given to this people that he's formed, right? And so he's trying to say, look, you know, we've got to have some rules so that you guys can be the people that I've called you to be, right? So you can, and so so all of these things, but a part of that is the, are these uh, these dietary restrictions that, mm-hmm. that the Lord kind of places on the people of Israel. Hey, you can eat this, but don't eat this. You can eat this, but don't eat that. Right. And uh, so I've got a lot of people to differing degrees who have, who have really kind of poured themselves into, they kind of rediscovered that, that right. the I'm law. Like, Hold on, wait. Yeah, and, and so they so they kind of poured themselves into following it to different degrees, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for many of them, you know, there, there's been you know when it's kind of come out of this personal conviction of theirs that look, I just want to serve the Lord, and mm-hmm. I feel like God's telling me to do this as a way to honor Him, like what you're talking about. Right. And so they uh, so it's been very enriching for many of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so I've actually seen that be really positive. So right. I've, I've seen it twist off super negative too in the in right. the legalistic sense, right? Know? For sure. Uh, which 100%. which the church has dealt with since the very beginning. I mean, that's one of the big things that Paul's writing about in the right. New Testament is, yeah. you guys, what are you doing? You're adding all these other rules to the gospel, you know. But uh, but I think when and I think it's this way with anything, right? When we that when it comes to obedience, when it comes to you know following after Christ, um, when our heart and whatever that is is to honor God and to know Him more deeply, mm-hmm. then God blesses that. You know, right. when our heart is, but well, I want, I just want to obey you. I just, I just want to be the person you've called me to be. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if this is a thing that helps me to do that, that's what I'm going to do. You right. Know? So uh, I think God really honors that and blesses that, and I've seen it happen a lot of times. But I love it because you. Like so many, so many of the people that I have talked to who've been on that journey, they, they, they started doing it, or they they had these revelations when they started to really read the Old Testament. Right. Like they and you're like, hold on, wait. They had never, they had right. never just read through. They they had read a lot of the New Testament, mm-hmm. but they hadn't really read through the Old Testament. You know, right? They 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 were familiar with a few stories from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. but there were these huge sections of Scripture they'd never even read. Right. And so it was when they read them through for the first time, they're like, well, what is this? You know? Right. And so uh, I just want to say again that there's so much value to the, reading the totality of Scripture, mm-hmm. you know, and because the, the Lord speaks to us from all of it, you know? Right. And you're right. He's going to say different things to different ones of us. He's going he's gonna to call different ones of us to do different things, right? But but there is real value to that. And so that's good. Thank you for... Thank you for bringing that. I think that's really a, uh, something we don't always pay attention to. You know, yeah. we we tend to camp out in the New Testament. It's, it's that's the life of Jesus. It's the, right. his words. Right. But then also, there's all this really specific teaching that's happening. You know, mm-hmm. when Paul is writing to everybody, and um, that's easy to apply. Right. So it's much more accessible for us. Yeah. The you know judges is much more difficult. You know, <laughs> first and second third right. kings. Right. That's way more difficult to you know to find application there and Leviticus Deuteronomy those are harder to mm-hmm. work through right but there's value in it right and we need that we really do need that in our lives that's good that's good so you another thing you mentioned is that you kind of were you kind of made this decision to read through the whole book to read through the whole bible at a at a time in your life where you were really experiencing mm-hmm. some crushing grief Right. Correct. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what the Lord said to you about that 
as you were going through about what you were experiencing about you know the struggle with grief or how was God ministering to you right so I would think I would say that the the way he ministered to me was um maybe even taking my mind off of what my mind was trying to mull over um I'm very much um I just kind of repeat things that I said. Did I say that right? Like it could uh-huh. be like the next day. I can't believe I said that. Oh my goodness. They're going to think that I'm like, blah, blah, blah. you know, and you just yeah. kind of rethink. I wonder over. how they thought that I meant that when right. I said it this way, yeah. you know, and so just really mulling over it. I mean, life was on a two week rotation. It yeah. was, um, it was, you know, two weeks. Am I pregnant? Two weeks. Am I, you know, possible, you know, just, it was just two weeks, 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 two weeks. It was just constant. And it was so emotionally stressful for me. And, um, and when I had got pregnant the second time, they wanted to do all these tests on me and they wanted to give me, um, all these shots and all this extra stuff. And I had to go get my blood drawn. Um, like weekly to check my levels and things like that. And it was just so emotionally devastating. And I just was so stressed that that particular um, one didn't even last as long as the one before. And I think a lot of it came down to me, not um, me being so overwhelmed and so stressed with all that was going on. And so when I finally kind of what I, what happened was I kind of dove into reading the Bible and, um, and making that a part of my everyday yeah. And then I just kind of started to feel this peace, right? Yeah, a peace right. that, you know what, if this is what the Lord wants for me, then it will happen. And if it's not what the Lord wants for me, then it won't happen. Right. And um, I can remember, you know, when, or I don't know if you know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to get pregnant, you're trying to follow all the rules of a pregnant uh, woman. So you're not eating uh, like cold deli meat or you're not eating, you know, yeah. fish or things like that, or Any you're not drinking that, right. anything like that. And so, um, you know, during all this time, of course, I'm following all these regulations this is what I'm supposed to do. And um, I finally just kind of had to be like, you know what? I think we went to like a New Year's Eve party and right. um, I was like, I am not going to follow these rules because I'm tired of it. And it's not going to, it's, it's not going to happen anyways. And I've kind of given it to God and I'm not worried about it. And I'm just going to live my life and I'm going to enjoy my family currently and not just live in this debilitating depression all the time. And so, uh, reading through the Bible and, um, and you're just kind of giving it to God. And a lot of times I'm how much more peace I have in my life when I give it to God. Um, and so, I did. I gave it to him and I went to that party and we had a couple of drinks. And then sure enough, like four weeks later, I'm You're pregnant. pregnant. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, what did I do? So um, this also may be the first Baptist podcast where we talk about that. No, this is great. That's fine. So, but, but you know what's fascinating to me though, Barry? Because you were, there were all these like regulations that you were following that felt restrictive to you. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then you start, but then you're reading the Bible and, and there's all these regulations that you started to follow that felt the opposite. To they you. felt freeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so beautiful. What a beautiful picture of how the Lord works in our life. You know, he, there are, he, they, he does have a way that he wants us to live, right? There mm-hmm. are rules that he wants to, us to follow, but, but they're not. There, there are rules that he wants to, to fo- for us to follow because when we're within the protection of those boundaries, we can really discover the freedom that he has for us. And, and I just think that is because people, when they, even when, 
you know, gosh, we don't follow. You know, the Pharisees, there, there were... There were thousands of laws. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was the, the law from the Bible. And then, then they had they interpretation. Added. They had all these other things so that they wouldn't even approach breaking one of those laws. So there was mm-hmm. all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. We're not close to that, Mm-mm. you know, as, as Christians in, you know, 21st century America. But even people look at us and they're like, oh, that's so restrictive. You know I mean? Yeah. The rules that you guys follow, the things that you do or don't do, that's just so... And, uh, and I always want to say, you know... Uh, if I come up with the rules, you know, if I just invent them, then they're deadly to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 the Lord God who loves me, if if He's showing me a way that He wants for me to live, if I if I choose to live in that way, that's gonna help me be everything that He's created me to be. And uh, and so I think sometimes, you know, people don't understand that about our faith. And and they don't understand what you've been saying all along is that our obedience our obedience does not feel like a burden. Mm-hmm. Not, when we're, not when we love Jesus, obedience is not a burden to us. It's a, it's a privilege. You know, it's a gift. We it's a freedom, give. actually. Yeah. Um, there have been things that have happened in my life, and um, being able to call out to God and and truly like give Him that pain, right. and say, "Hey, I'm giving this to you because." I can't carry it. That's right. And just the freedom that comes with that and not having to hold on to that and, and praying through that. Um, you know, there's been people in my lives who have just outright said they didn't believe. Right. And, um, you know, and, and that's, that's just torturous heartbreak right there. And, yeah. uh, and for me to be able to um, go to God in prayer and, and let him know my heart yeah. and say, listen, I'm giving this to you because you're the only one who's going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah. And I just pray that you, you know, get them where they need to be, Lord. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's really all I can do. And I'm not, you can't, you know, if the more and more you push, the yeah. further someone's going to go away. But man, the Lord can sure change a heart on yeah. his own. And so um, having the obedience and the faith to give it to him and let him do it in his timing, because my timing is a lot different than his timing. But, <laughs> Um, his timing is so much more beautiful and correct it's and perfect. perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, as, as parents of teenagers, we really know all about that. Right? So yeah. The, There's the, a lot that I'm giving to the Lord. Right, right, right. And we, and we, My three girls. We have good kids. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that it's that it's just that, you know, they're, you know, they're making decisions for themselves mm-hmm. for the first time in their lives, you know? And so, and you, just, and you know, because I was that age too, you know, they're going to make wrong ones, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and, and even, even, even ones that lead them to hurt. You right. Know? And so this whole, just God, I trust you with that. Right. I know you, you will use even the hurt. You, mm-hmm. know, you will use even the heartache. That's, uh, a really tough place to get to, but, but a freeing place, you know, once you, once you do get there and you don't. I said I said that like it's a place that you arrive at. And they're like, oh, good, I'm, I'm here. done. <laughs> I finished the race. I fought the good fight. Peace out. Drop the mic. That's right. Like you're always having to, you know, work work to to get back there. But but uh, I do think that's uh, I do think that's so true. You mm-hmm. know, in our lives that God and and I think one of the things that you when you read all of Scripture, the totality of Scripture, uh, there's a couple of things that when I did it that really stood out to me. You know. The first thing was the reverential fear of God. Like, mm-hmm. uh, for most of my life growing up in church, uh, 
you know, there was an emphasis, and I don't think it's bad. It's a good a good emphasis on the closeness that we can have with Jesus, right? That the the uh, and the familial connection, the mm-hmm. unity that we right. that God, we have. How with easily God. we can talk to that's him. That's right, right, right. I mean, just Which is, whatever you're doing, stop right. and talk to the Lord. Which is all good stuff, mm-hmm. right? But what I missed was standing in awe yeah. before the Lord God Almighty who spoke and planets split into being mm-hmm. and, and universes formed. And you know what I'm talking about? Like, like He's holy. You need to respect him. Exactly. Exactly. And so that reverential awe, mm-hmm. you know, that you have before. And, you know, there's been times in my life when I... You know, when 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 I, every any any time at the ocean and you're standing in front of this oh. vast expanse of water that's so powerful, person, mm-hmm. you know, mm. like there you have there's this awe that you sometimes you don't even want to talk because it's just so beautiful and big and and frightening and all mm-hmm. those things at the same time, right? Uh, and so that's kind of that's kind of what I, a little bit of the feeling of what it's like to stand before Almighty God, and and I don't think that I really got a sense of that. Until like reading Genesis chapter one, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, I mean, it just blows your mind what God did, the power that God has, the yeah. might and the glory of those moments, you know. And and so I didn't think I didn't get that. So that was one thing that that reading through the whole Bible and really reading through the Old Testament um, taught me. And then the other thing that it really taught me was uh, that well, what's the right way to say this? That God has been working all throughout history, as powerful and as glorious and majestic as he is, he, he's been calling me to him. And, and all of his action in human history, all of his activity and power in human history is about restoring creation to right relationship with himself. That's mm-hmm. how passionately he pursues us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I don't think I really understood that act of grace, you know, because I didn't, you, you can't really understand that act of grace until you understand the the overwhelming power and glory and might of mm-hmm. God that he would in spite of all that i mean he he doesn't he can do anything he wants he doesn't need me right yeah he chooses to pursue me mm-hmm. and and anyway so it made it that much more beautiful so and 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 when you serve that God you know who is glorious and powerful and mighty and good. You know, when you serve that God, um, all kinds of good, you know, all kinds of things happen in my life mm-hmm. because of my choice to submit myself to him, to surrender myself to him, you know. Yeah. So anyway, that's good stuff. Good stuff. So what do you feel like God's teaching you right now, Barry? What's the, what's the, what's the, the thing that God's really working on you about in your life right now? To pour, 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 pour into the children. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, kids have my heart big time. Yeah. Um, my children, they're first and foremost. But yeah. um, but just knowledge of the Lord yeah. uh, to kids. So like just Sunday school, which is funny because I taught Sunday school, um, not this last week, but the week before. And uh, the, the, the lesson was over um, Jacob and Esau. Yeah. And, um, and their struggle uh-huh. as brothers and, and the deceit had gone with them. Right. And, um, that's where we were reading in our chronological Bible just, you know, time. at the same time. So it was, it was kind of, uh, funny because here I am preparing for my lesson. I'm like, I'm reading this right now. Yeah. And, 
So, um, but you know, it's just so neat and it's just so amazing to watch children learn about God and Jesus and, and just how they absorb it. And it really is so important for them to get that information. Um, and it's so important for us to continue to put it in them. Um, I, I feel called to, um, to teach at Sunday school, but I also feel called, I just feel so called to, um, there's so much that happens at church camps in the summertime. And, um, I just really feel called to be there and to, um, just love on and, um, help those girls. Cause I'm doing girls, um, just to kind of be in that moment and experience, you know, worship and experience learning. And, um, you know, you get all kinds of walks when you go to those church camps, you get somebody who's just like, this is their first time and they don't really know what's going on. Um, and then the kids that have been doing this their whole life and there's nothing wrong with either or, um, and just to kind of, and just seeing those kids just love the Lord altogether. It's just so beautiful. And, um, so currently right now I am just, uh, really trying to make myself available uh-huh. to, um, being there for the kids during church camps. Uh, and when I say kids, like I only get one age group, so I'm not going to put like a little plug for church camp, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you should, that's a, that's a good, plug. Um, yeah. but it is so important. And it's just, it's just four to five days out yeah. of the, if, if you're not doing anything to plug in and help church camps, a super easy way because, you're going in, you're getting fed, you're yeah. getting fed this, uh, spiritual, it's just oh, beautiful for, um, the, the, the adults yeah. and you're helping kids and their walk. And they really do. If their if their experience is anything like mine, when I was um, growing up is you just get this fire and, um, and maybe that fire kind of dims out a little bit throughout the year, but there is something to be said about reigniting that fire over Absolutely. and over and over again. Um, and just because your fire goes out doesn't mean that you don't love the Lord anymore or yeah. all the things. Um, because the world is around us at all times and it's always right. attacking us and it's always trying to put that light out. And so um, I'm just really just so aware of how important it is for the kids yeah. to be there and have some constant um, love of Jesus in their lives. That's another common experience. Cause I've been with you to church camp, you know, a couple of times and, and, uh, to youth camp mm-hmm. and, and yeah, you're, you're super passionate about <laughs> those girls. You know what I mean? Well, Bring and I want them to have fun yes, and enjoy yeah, their time. And so I normally yeah. jump in there and we're throwing wet bean bags yeah. at each other's <laughs> head and all getting soaking stuff. wet in oh. the mountains and it's cold. It was like 40 degrees. It was so cold. And they had so much fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, they had yeah. so much they fun. Yeah. It. Yeah. That was, yeah. So, uh, that's a, that's a great, thank you for bringing that up, Barry. If, if you had parents of a youth, you, you sign up for youth camp. We're, they do. We're going, uh, it's going to be, uh, May 28th. So right after, mm-hmm. uh, right after Memorial day, it's right before everything starts in the summer, so there's no excuse, right? right? Like uh Mustang makers and all that stuff doesn't happen until, you know, a week after. So so that week is off, so let's go, you know. Right. Um and kids camp uh this summer at Fort Lone Tree. What a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, every year, every year, uh boys and girls come to know Christ uh, at, at kids camp. Every year, uh youth come to know Christ and re- rededicate their life to Christ at youth camp. And and so it's a really it's an important part of mm-hmm. our of our discipleship strategy at our church 
Yeah. We know that works. Right. We've seen it work over and over again. And, and so uh, it's an important part. So if your kids are missing out on that, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know? So let's go. Well, I also want to say, uh, and I, I felt like we experienced this a little bit um, before we had you as a preacher here, is that, you know, maybe everybody has a different home church on Sunday. Right. And um, a lot of people don't necessarily, especially in the community, are not going to church here on Sundays. Um, and maybe they're sending their kids on Wednesdays, uh, even though they don't go to church here. And I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but for me and someone who is a member of this church, bring them here. Even if it's not your church home. I felt like at one point, maybe we had even shamed a couple of people for not or for sending their kids here on Wednesday nights when they were not here on Sundays and they weren't tithing. But man, it's not our purpose to invite and to share and yeah. and the Lord will provide. Absolutely. And so we can't be concerned that oh we've got all these extra kids and we've got all these extra mouths to feed and uh, you know their parents don't even bring your kids here. Oh, Let them it. have something here on Wednesday night because there's something not only beautiful about your kids being involved but with them being involved with kids that they're spending their everyday lives with. No doubt. And listen, I just want you know what I want. I want. I want for every student at Shallow Water High School to be to be deeply involved mm-hmm. in a in a Christ-centered community, mm-hmm. right? Where people are challenging them and holding them accountable and pointing them to Jesus, yes. right? And so every one of them. So like if if uh, if your family is going to a church where your kid where your your student can't really experience that, mm-hmm. well, bring them here. I let's. I just wanted to be connected to, to a Christ-centered community, whatever, where, however that works. And you know who my favorite ones are? My favorite ones are the parents who don't go to church at all, families who don't go to church at all. Mm-hmm. But they'll bring their kids here yeah. on a Wednesday night, or they'll bring their kids here for church camp. Please keep doing that. Now listen, our ultimate prayer, you know, is right. that if you're a parent out there and you don't know Jesus, you know, well, we want you to know Jesus, okay? We really do. And and we would love for you to to to, to join what God is doing here. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, bring keep your kids. Keep sending your kids. Please. Yes. <laughs> we love that. We yes. love it. So, uh so we we want that. So thanks for thank you for bringing that up too. I I'm the same way. Look, I just want kids to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if we could be a part of that in some way in any child's life, any right. student's life, I don't care what it looks like. Give yeah. me the chance. I cannot imagine what my life would look like if I did not have that uh, spiritual yeah. in me. Um, and that was your experience some too, right? Because mm-hmm. you would, you know, you might go to church camp or something, but you weren't, but you weren't necessarily connected to some of those churches when right. you were in high school. Well, even when I was in high school, I actually was going to school in Smyre, and um, my parents moved out pretty close to here. Uh-huh. Um, and this was during a time we really didn't have a church home, and so I would sometimes come to church here by myself. Right. And um, I was a high schooler, super intimidated, and um, I always felt a little bit... Um, Maybe not necessarily beneath, but just maybe not as not. I don't know. I just felt like uh, intimidated for sure yeah. by the church, and there was nothing wrong with the church and how they were running things. It was just sure. how I was feeling at that moment, and I definitely feel right now that we do. Um, which I'm looking at it from different eyes, but I I truly feel like we do a good job of making people feel welcome and um, sure accepted. And listen, yeah. if you're late, so am I. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have to go to Sunday school, so I will not be late to church um, yeah. because yeah. I'm going to be late to Sunday school yeah. every Sunday. <laughs> Ask Steve Neiman. <laughs> 
ask my class. That's good stuff. <laughs> Julie. Yeah. Um, no, and so I, I just, um, sometimes there's like this fear. Oh, I'm late, so now we shouldn't go. We shouldn't go. Um, yeah. But yeah, don't, don't, don't let do the that. Satan take you into that uh, lie because yeah. that's not true. Just get in there. And, uh, it's, it's so important, I think, for, for us to constantly remind ourselves, right, that all the church is, is, is just a, a, a group of people, of broken people, mm-hmm. who have experienced the love of Christ. That's all it is. So there, there is not a single person who is here on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or any other time. There's not a single person here who hasn't made horrible mistakes Right? right, who hasn't experienced the firsthand mm-hmm. the love of Christ when we didn't deserve it, every single one of us, and uh, and so so it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what your life looks like right now, what you're walking through right now. You need to know you are welcome here, right? Yeah, and it's not because it's not because we are super cool or special or anything. It's because. Jesus is just that good. Mm-hmm. He's just that amazing. That he's brought all of us together with all our brokenness and all of our failures and all of our different walks of life. He's brought us together and made us one body. And so you're welcome here because he's he's that good. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, and so we want you to come. Bring your kids, you know. And and if and if all you can do right now is drop your kids off, drop them off. Right. Let's, I mean, let's let let us have the opportunity to to talk to you and to your family about about how good Jesus is. Mm-hmm. So, all right, man, Barry, thanks for, this was fun. Look, the time just flew by, you know, <laughs> what it was. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing some of your story and thanks for, uh, for talking about, you know, not all those things are easy to talk about. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you sharing, sharing your story. And, uh, and for those of you who are listening out there, maybe, maybe you're in a period in your life, like, like, like Barry and her family where we're just, it feels really hard really dark and uh um i hope i hope that you you heard what what barry was saying that when she was able when she was able to begin to turn her eyes on jesus it's not like those other things just went away you know but when she was able to turn her eyes on jesus he was able to give her his peace Mm -hmm. and that's what he wants to do for you too and so um so when we're going through those those times where things are really hard really difficult like those are the times, right? Those are the times to to turn to God, to lean into God, and to lean into His truth, uh, because there's He's good. He loves you, and um, and and He wants to hold you even through those difficult, painful times. So um, I hope you heard that today. If we can pray for you in any way, there's a link to our prayer request, uh, the prayer request page on our website. That'll be in the description of this episode. Click on that. Uh, we really do take those seriously. We pray for everyone that gets in it. So, so please send us, if there's anything we can pray for you or your family about, please uh, do that. Uh, please also pay attention to that link uh, uh, that's in the description of this episode that will link you to, uh, that will link you to all the resources that we have uh, for you at our church. We There's all kinds of, you know, the Bible reading plan we're talking about called the Deep Dive, that podcast that we do. Uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that. Uh, and so you can find that there. Uh, I'm going to link uh, also the one that, that you mentioned here to the podcast that you mentioned mm, here too. Yeah. Uh, that'll be in there. Look, we we know firsthand. Barry and I know this. When you regularly engage with the Word of God, like when you when you go to the Word of God on a regular basis, God changes you. Mm-hmm. He really does. He transforms your life. So we because we've experienced 
how awesome that is. We want you to experience it too. So any way we can help you with that, that's what we want. So, um, so anyway, so do do those things, and uh, and and if you don't have a church home, uh, we'd love to we'd love to meet you, right? We'd love to see if this is maybe where God might be leading you. So join us anytime on a Sunday morning at ten thirty. So next week uh, we'll have another amazing, fascinating, interesting person on uh, the First Things First podcast. Barry has set the bar high, yeah. so they'll have to really work to get over that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but make sure that you join us next week for that. And until then. We'll see you around town. Into first things first. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.